We all want to feel peace in our lives, peace in our choices, our beliefs, our relationships, and our environment. I've learned that this desired contentment is often found through holding on to less. When we pare down what we own, what we consume, and what we value, we're left with what's intentional, a personalized curation of what is important and true and useful to us. I'm Shannon Laco, and you're listening to Paring Down, a podcast aimed at helping you declutter not only your home, but any area of your life that's overwhelming. Here, we're having interesting and honest conversations about the physical and mental clutter that drowns out what truly matters to each of us. And together, we'll learn how to pare it all down, not for the sake of perfection or becoming rigid, rather so we can move through life with less overwhelm and more joy, wisdom, and peace. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know that the holidays and get-togethers with family can be uh, run the gamut from wonderful to triggering and to sad to glorious. And so wherever you fell on that, I hope that it was a time that you made it through better than okay, (laughs) but hopefully really, really good. Either way, It's behind us now, and we're on to Christmas with a full throttle, even though I think most of us have probably already been full throttle to Christmas uh, for a while now. I feel like November 1st hits, and have you seen that meme where it's like a calendar of November and December, and everything is circled in green for Christmas, all the dates on the calendar, except for like the three days surrounding uh, Thanksgiving, you know, they're circled separately. And the green, it's like Christmas, 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 Thanksgiving, and then continue on with Christmas. So today marks our very first mini series. I am kicking off a mini series called Paring Down the Holidays. So the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about things that pertain to decluttering in terms of the holiday season. I'm really excited about this one. And just to give you guys a heads up, every once in a while, probably more than once in a while. It might even be every other month or so. I'm going to do a mini series within the Paring Down podcast that focuses on a specific area of life. So from travel to beauty to the holidays, like I am starting with, uh, we're going to really dive into how to pare down these different areas of our lives. And that doesn't just pertain to physical clutter, though we will always bring it back to that a little bit, but really paring down what we believe and what we hope and what our anxieties are and why we feel the way we feel about things and what is the most important thing, right? Getting intentional about each area of our life to understand more about ourselves, more about what we want, and more about what is the most important thing. So we're starting with the holidays because... I mean, it's all around us. If you haven't started decorating for Christmas yet, you are probably starting right about now because it is the official time that basically everybody in the United States of America says that it is okay to start decorating for Christmas, even though, who are they to say? You can start decorating for Christmas in July for all I care, but um, you've either started, you've either done all your decoration or you're starting right now. I think we're all on the same boat as of the day after Thanksgiving. So I thought this would be a great time to just talk about decor, Christmas decor, uh, holiday decor, as it lends itself to the decluttering conversation. Because I think we all have a lot of fun decorating, or at least most of us do. If you're a decorator, you're probably doing it because it's fun. And it is a special time. I love making the holidays feel extra special. And I think one of the ways we can do that is 
by bringing it into our environment. I absolutely don't think there's anything wrong with decorating for the holidays. I I love following accounts that are more minimal than I am. Uh, and they, you know, grab some pine leaves, pine needles, pine leaves or leaves or pines, leaves or just needles. I don't know what classification that is. But anyways, they bring in like, you know, pine tree branches and decorate their house with just that and um, other very, very simple or no decor at all. And listen, I like following those accounts because they remind me that I don't need all of this stuff. And I also don't take that approach. So I fall, I would say, kind of on just the normal, minimal side. Normal is a bad word, but you know what I mean. Like minimal, but still I like to decorate, but it's like my house doesn't look like a snow globe you know? So it did look like a snow globe at one point. So let me back up and give you a little bit of a picture of what my decorating life has looked like and how it's evolved over the years. I love Christmas, love the holidays, always have, have always felt like it's so magical. Um, But as an adult, I've been trying to look back at my childhood and be like, why was Christmas so special? Uh, and think through the decor and that kind of thing. Because as a kid, I, I mean, for me at least, I didn't really register what my house looked like. Like that just wasn't something I was taking notes on, right? And so I look back and we had a tree and special Christmas ornaments. They weren't like, we never had like the pretty perfect bobble tree. It was always personalized ornaments on the tree. And my mom had like a couple of silly little Santas all around. Uh, She also had a centerpiece on the table. I'll never forget. And I have it now. Uh, It's a Santa on his sleigh and the little reindeer are like rising into the sky. It's very cute. So that was always in the center of our table, a red tablecloth. And then our Christmas tree plates were out like as a setting. And so that was pretty much it. I mean, it was... It wasn't nothing, obviously, like the little Santas and little reindeer were placed strategically throughout the house. But we certainly were not one of those homes where you walk in and it's like a full snow globe, you know. And so I think that's kind of the approach I naturally took when it was time for me to take on the task of decorating a home, especially once you have kids. Well, or just once you get older, I don't even know if it's kids because I have plenty of girlfriends who are single in their thirties and they still decorate their homes for Christmas. And I don't think they did in their early twenties. I think it's just something that we start to do as we get a little older, we're a little bit more nester, you know, we like, like to nest a little bit more. Um, And I don't think that's just attached to children for the record. But obviously with kids, there comes another level of wanting to make sure that their holiday feels really magical. And so uh, I I inherited a lot of my mom's stuff um, because she passed away when I was 24. And so when I first started to decorate a home for Christmas, I basically just copied what she did. I put up her Santa Clauses around the house. I had a tree. We had a real tree the first year that we had a child. Um, and actually, maybe I was just pregnant. Oh, well, it was like I was giving birth. That's right. <laughs> my my son was born on Christmas Eve. So that year we got the real tree and then, um, you know, he was born. We weren't even home for Christmas because I was in the hospital for 11 days. And then the following year is when we realized, 
uh, we're not going to be a real tree family for a little while, even though I used to feel very strongly about getting a real tree until I realized that like, I need to not have children that are going to be of the age where they're eating the pine needles or like actively trying to set the tree on fire, you know, like just, or trying to play with the water that the tree is in as though it's a water table. Um, so, you know, someday we might be a, a real tree family again, <laughs> but ever since then we've had a child two and under, including this year. So, um, it just has never stopped. And so we, you know, we got our tree though, and the ornaments and a lot of those ornaments were the ones that my mom had passed down and, and it was lovely and it was great. And then, uh, we moved to Alaska and I think it was the pandemic year. So maybe two years after my son was born in 2017. So that would be three years later. Um, I think it started maybe two years later, but then three years, I really went all in. I was like, this is fun. I'm going to make my house look like Christmas threw up here. We're going full snow globe people. And so obviously I was not like super into my minimalism journey. I've always liked to, I was like, I, I was enjoying organizing when we were living in Alaska which was a couple of years ago now, but I wouldn't say I was going minimal yet. <clears throat> and so our Christmas decor reflected that. And frankly, I didn't hate it. I look back and I've no regrets. I, it was a good time. And so I had my mom's red tablecloth out. I had the centerpiece and I had, um, all the place settings out and all the Santa Clauses. And then I added in our own stuff and I was like garland over here and garland over there and wreaths over here. And, um, you know, more reindeer <laughs> and just really tried to make it feel super festive. And it did. It was great. It was really fun. Um, and then I hated taking it down and I was like, well, this is miserable. <laughs> and so I, uh, I realized I probably wanted to pare back a little bit, but it was fun for a year. And I also realized side note, I know I already touched on when we decorate. I used to decorate always growing up after Thanksgiving. We were like a hardcore the day after Thanksgiving or that weekend after Thanksgiving, you go get the tree and that's what kicks off Christmas. Um, and so I did that for a while, but then, you know, again, kids pandemic, you're like, I just need a little joy in my life. There's no harm in this. And so you start Christmas like November 1st. And so I did that one year and I kind of felt like Christmas went on and on and I love that. Right. But at the same time, my kids were like, is it Christmas yet? <laughs> is it Christmas yet? Is Santa coming yet? Is he here? Is he here? And I was like, this might've been a wee bit early. Like the amount of anticipation was stretched out a little too long for my toddlers. And I realized that part of what made Christmas so special to me was that kind of exclusive time frame. We don't listen to Christmas music throughout the year. All of these things, the fact that we don't have them all the time is what makes it so unique and special. I mean, gosh, take that lesson and then you can kind of apply it to lots of different areas of decluttering. Uh, like, you know, if you have all of the things, then nothing is that special. Uh, but anyways, so that's kind of side note is that we have... I think you kind of change your mind every year. I don't think you have to be someone who's hardcore about when you start decorating for Christmas. Like, just do it when it feels right for you. I just have learned that I like to decorate before Thanksgiving because I do like a little more time, but not like directly after Halloween. Anyways, after the year that I went hardcore, starting November 1st, you know, Christmas threw up all over the house. It was a good time. Wanted to pare back. I decided I needed to figure out like what felt best. What was it that out of all of those things, 
mattered most to me. Um, and I don't have to do it exactly like my mom did it in order to give my children the same magical feelings that I got. And so I kept only the Santas that I really love that my mom had that I remember being around the house, right? Like there's one holding a candle and he kind of like waves at you. And he's, he's like an old, he's a very jolly Saint Nick, you know? And I just, I really liked that guy, but there was one that was like kind of like beanie baby esque. And I'm like, I don't think my mom really cared that much about this one. And I don't really care that much about this one. So uh, I actually think it turned into a dog toy that first year. And then after that, I was like, good riddance, little beanie bag Santa, um, beanie baby Santa. Anyway, um, you know, so just like just paring down. That's what this is all about. Right. It's not getting rid of the joy. It's just saying what actually brings me the most joy. Because when I see that waving Santa, jolly Saint Nick with a candle, that makes me really happy. When I saw beanie bag Santa, it added to the like idea that it was Christmas time, but that Santa did not bring me much joy, you know? And I had to do that with all of the things, with ornaments, with garland, with, with all of the stuff. And I kept more than a purist, like a minimalism purist would keep. But I mean, I've never claimed to be a minimalism purist. So I think that tracks. But I'm going to tell you specific types of like tips and types of decor, uh, how I tackle it. And if it helps you, great. Take what you can, leave what you want to. You know how it goes. But let's let's dive into some specifics here. So I talked about the tree. But let's talk about how many trees. Okay, so I'm a one tree gal. Now, some of this does have to do with the fact that we live in a ranch home. <clears throat> and so we don't have, you can basically see from the front of our home to the back of our home with one glance. So we don't need multiple trees to like make every area of our house feel festive because there's really one area of our house <laughs> other than like the bedrooms. And again, this is not telling you you cannot do what feels good to you. If you want to have a tree in every bedroom, like follow the law. Like I'm, I'm loving that for you. Um, so I just want to remind you though, that kids can feel like it is a magical season, even if they don't have their own tree in their room. Okay. So I never had a tree in my room growing up. We just had one tree and it was great. And I think part of me in adulthood has thought, oh, maybe I should do like an entryway tree with the pretty baubles on it. Like that doesn't look like a toddler just threw everything up there because that's what our regular tree looks like. Uh, and then I was like, do I really care? Who is that for? I First of all, my toddler would take said baubles and throw them across the room. So there's that. But even if he was older and all of our kids were older, you know, in a couple years, do I want to put through the work of putting up multiple trees and more so taking down multiple trees and getting those things back in the box? Um, that doesn't sound super fun to me. Uh, I also don't know if I want to store that much, right? Like storage matters throughout the year. And while Christmas is really fun, we have to decide, is it worth all of the storage space in the garage or the attic or whatever, right? Like that's 11 months out of the year. Christmas is one month out of the year. So we have to make sure that it is balanced in terms of what it means for our lives when it's not Christmas time. Uh, so I would just encourage you to figure out what kind of tree 
makes you happiest. If you feel like you're supposed to do the sentimental tree with all the little ornaments that have meaning, um, but that doesn't actually bring you joy. Like if you're the kind of person who looks at that kind of a tree and you're like, oh, this is not pretty, then don't do it. Like, just don't. It's fine. Your kids can grow up with a beautiful tree and maybe that will become something that they value with you. Maybe you guys can start the tradition of like they learn how to make the ribbons go around it really nicely and how to place the baubles so that each bobble looks nice, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that tradition versus the tradition of putting on ornaments that maybe are more personalized. Like it's all about what makes sense for you. Um, for me, I am not an hashtag aesthetic person. Anyone who follows me on Paring Down Podcast probably knows this. Uh, it's actually one of my insecurities about starting that Instagram account. I was like, I want to do my minimalism account that has to do with the po podcast, but I am not good at like taking aesthetically pleasing pictures. <laughs> like that's just like not my vibe. Um, so a chaotic tree really is speaks to me because uh, that reflects who I am more and reflects my family and it's great. And we love our little chaotic tree. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's the right kind of tree. You have to figure out what is right for you. My little aesthetic friends On to replacing. So we're, we talked about paring down what you actually like when it comes to decor and ornaments and trees and all of that. But let's talk about how to approach decor in a way that um, doesn't feel as cluttery. If you're going to still put out decor. Because that's me. That's the category I'm in. So even if you have fewer trees and even if you, uh, let's say, throw away the Santas that you don't really love, there are other things you can do besides just doing less. And one of those big things is replacing. So what I like to do is instead of adding to what's already in your, sp your space, decor-wise, replace the decor you currently have up. So an obvious one would be we have a garland in our playroom. It has a bunch of little jungle creatures on it because it's a jungle themed playroom. And for Christmas, we just take that garland down and replace it with one that says like Merry Christmas or something. Um, we also have like above our couch uh, is a shelf that has some display items on it. And one of them is this big picture that's like flowers that stays there throughout the year. For Christmas, I specifically ordered a photo that's around the same size. It's a picture of our three kids sitting on the rooftop, not a real rooftop. Don't worry. We didn't like you know, put them up there where they were, there were grave danger going to fall off a roof. It was a set at a photo studio, but anyways, it's really cute. And they're all in their Christmas pajamas and, uh, waiting for Santa and his reindeer on the roof. And so I had a large print of that pictured. Nope. Large picture of that printed. <laughs> and, um, and I did that specifically knowing I wanted it to be the same size as that flower picture so that I can just replace that during Christmas time. So I take the flower down, put the kid's picture up. Um, so really thinking through that, we're going to take away pillows and put out Christmas pillows, take away your year round blankets, put out Christmas blankets, and you can store those other items those year round items, wherever you just took out your Christmas items. Um, so, you know, really thinking about how you can replace things instead of adding to, um, 
one that's not like super, it's kind of counts as both, but we have wine bottles out usually. And so we have those little wine dresses and, and outfits you can put on the wine bottle that, to make them look like little people bodies. Anyway, that one's really cute. That's adding to, but also not adding on top of. No, actually, it literally is adding on top of. You know what I'm saying. It's not like adding more and more and more to a space because that's when you really feel like super cluttered and everything's falling in on you. Um, and then another clutter-free-ish way that I love to create the spirit is through kid crafts. You know, every year we um, do the snowflakes, you know, where you cut the snowflakes, lots of different triangles and make them, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to describe this to you. 100% of the people in this country have made a paper snowflake before. So um, anyways, we hang those from the fan in the playroom so that they kind of have little snowflakes on the ceiling. And that's a fun way that you can incorporate decor, but not have to keep it year round because as much as I love my children and the effort they put into their crafts, like I don't need to keep their paper snowflakes. We'll, we'll make new ones next year. You know, uh, we also did like painting a cardboard tree from busy toddlers. If you don't follow her on Instagram and you have toddlers do that because she gives you lots of great ideas. And so, you know, we painted a tree and like put it on their doors uh, like a cardboard tree. So crafty type things that you don't have to store away the rest of the year, I find to be really fun. And they make me happy because my kids made them. And that's the best kind of decor. Let's be honest. Like when it comes to the ornaments and stuff, even the ones I had to pare down that my mom passed down, I a looked at them and was like, okay, which ones of these do actually hold meaning to me? And which ones do I not even really remember being on our tree? Or maybe I do, but I don't even know why they were on our tree and I didn't love them, you know, growing up uh, versus the ones that had like my mom's handprint from the 60s. Like that one obviously is so cool. And those are the ones I try and remember with my kids. Like it, it's going to be those ones that matter the most to me at the end of the day. But I got sidetracked by ornaments. Uh, but yeah, I love the kid stuff because it's it's just special. It's just really special to look around your house and see what your kids worked on and know that you don't have to hold on to it the rest of your life. You know, it's just good for a season. Um, and other ways we can create the spirit of Christmas. I just wanted to throw out there because while decor is fun and like you can, as you can tell, I'm not anti-decor and hopefully some of these ideas in terms of uh, how to to figure out what really matters to you and pare down and replace and instead of add to and these just little snippets of hopefully helpful ideas as much as those are great um there are really wonderful ways to create the christmas magic without the decor you know we're talking about putting on music i listen to in sync pentatonics and michael buble we all have our go-to right those are my like big three uh and the insane you know merry christmas and happy holidays merry christmas you're welcome for that concert um anyways that there's nothing that gets me more in the spirit than hearing that song come on nothing nothing in the whole world um so you can do music you can do a fireplace now obviously in our house we're not doing a fireplace a because we don't have one b because my children would try and throw themselves into it or like fall into it and die so uh, we are not of the real tree, tree phase, nor are we of the fireplace stage of life. Uh, but I turn on, I think it's on YouTube or Netflix. You can just look up like fireplace and they will have one that can play for 12 hours straight. And it gives you the little crackling sounds. And I love putting that on during Christmas. That's on our TV, like 24 seven, instead of just a big black square in the living room, it's just 
the, you know, fireplace. It's pretty cute. Um, what else? Smells. You guys are probably baking or even if you're not, you can make, you can put like cinnamon and there's all these different accounts that are, again, are probably more aesthetically pleasing than mine that have all these wonderful ideas for how you can like make your house smell like Christmas. And I think that's a really wonderful idea too, because those are the memories that last. I don't know about you, but when I look back to my childhood, like I do remember the tree and that being important and some of those Santas, but what was the most important part were what was what that represented to me. It represented putting on the ornaments with my family, with my mom and the music playing. And it represented the, you know, the cookies and the all of the memories that are just memories, not stuff, right? This stuff represents it, but it the memories aren't held inside of that stuff. And so I think that hopefully can encourage you that like you can have fun with decor, have at it, but keep in mind that what's truly magical about the season are the memories attached to it. And you can listen to that episode I did with Carla Graves about um, decluttering avoiding the Christmas clutter. I think it's episode three to go back and listen to it. And we dive into how to make sure we're not overdoing it with traditions, but also traditions are, in my opinion, a lot more long lasting and memorable than this stuff. So listen, by the time you've listened to this, you've probably already decorated for Christmas. And so you're like, well, great, Shannon, my house does look like Christmas threw up all over it. That doesn't mean it's too late. There's going to be Christmas next year. And you know what? You know, when's a really good time to declutter your Christmas stuff when it's already out. So as you're putting it away, be like, "Mm, you know what? I don't need this Santa or "Mm, you know what? That garland was a lot of work to put up. Don't love it. I'm not, I don't need it for next year. Or like, you know what? It was a lot more effort trying to get my kid to decorate their little tree in their room. I don't think they need it. Or, you know, you can just look at what you have as you put it away and only put away what you're going to be excited to take out next year. So keep that in mind as we go into the season. Enjoy what you've already put up. Enjoy your holidays. Make it feel as magical as you please. And just try and remember what's really important, which is family memories, friends, and if you're a Christian, Jesus. Okay, so Merry Christmas. You just listened to an episode of Pairing Down with me, Shannon Laco. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean the world if you can leave a review wherever you listen and share this episode with a friend. Those reviews really are what keeps a podcast on its feet for the long haul, and I will read every single one with a huge smile on my face, so thank you ahead of time. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Pairing Down Podcast, where I offer lots of tips and inspiration for pairing down, along with what's new here on the podcast. Till next time.